everybody. Uh, so this is 98.3 UCC 98.3 FM. This is I'm AJ Whelan. It's just after three o'clock. Uh, you, you're listening to Vinyls and Vibes, and this week is a uh, this time next week I'll be on again, but that'll be the day after Valentine's Day. So right now this is my Valentine's Day show, and I'd like to dedicate this show obviously to my girlfriend Helen. Uh, so this is you know I did this last year, but now I have someone to, to dedicate it to. This is a purely love show. That there'll be all lovey dovey songs. I'm gonna. Just from silly love songs, stupid love songs, all the likes, everything in between. I have a lovely show planned to use some lovely facts. But to start it off is, quite fittingly, this is Wings, 1976. This is Silly Love Songs. Enjoy.
So that was City Love Songs by Paul McCartney when he was with the ah when he was with the band Wings in 1970s. That came out in 1977 uh, itself. I. Well, that song, when I first heard it was back in like 2018, 19, I was going through a massive Palm County phase at the time, and I really, really, I liked it, because I was, I, was, I was eating up everything Palm County had, I was, my dad was able to get hands on uh, uh, loads and loads and loads of Palm County, like uh, albums and stuff, singles from Beatles, uh, online, uh, Beatles, you had Wings, you had his old stuff, he, had, he actually did a, a stint in the 90s with this duo called The Firemen, him and this other guy's name I can't remember at all. Uh, and I just I, I just ran through all of it. He even did a bit of uh, classical albums, a few of them, and like a sound uh, soundscape albums and all that. And he had a I didn't listen to them. I'm not that big into classical, but I've consumed every bit of Michael Michael Jackson, uh, Paul McCartney, like content I can. And I just I I really like that one. It kind of sticks out. And actually, if you didn't know, you probably didn't. In fairness, now dear. Uh, but this is Paul's number one like single ever in the US. But so after the Beatles, this is his best ever single in the US. It stayed number one in the US for five successive weeks, and uh, but and then it came back into the charts again when Glee did their own version of it in 2011. But it only went to number uh, 45. It only hit number. It only ever went to number two in the UK. Uh, this is actually a dig. From John Lennon, because John Lennon and a lot of the media were saying that uh, uh, he was only writing, you know, quote unquote, silly love songs. So this is him kind of like defending his whole his. He he feels like he has to stand up for these stupid love songs because he's the king of them. I'm gonna play one more in a minute because if you think of love songs, you, you generally think of Paul McCartney. That's just who he is. Like he's a he's he will be the first one to say that he's a soppy uh, he's a soppy b word and uh, that he, he that he loves it. He's write, wrote, written love songs his whole career career. Uh, they've just gotten a bit more uh, suggestive as he goes, as he gets older. As he gets older, he starts to care less. He had a song come out on his 2018 album, I believe it's called. It was from 2018, yeah, Aegis Station. It was called "For You," F U H U, and it's uh, it's like I don't, I just want to know how you feel. I want to take you home, loud and real, and all that. And uh, it's a very, and when then when he was questioned about it, I think it was on James Corden. He goes, and James was like, uh, "Yeah, fuck you. What's that about?" And he goes, "Ah, kind of speaks for itself, doesn't it?" And uh, so he kind of, and then like that, the song before that is called uh, <laughs> uh, "Who Cares." And then before that, it's, it's another love song, but it's called uh, "Come On, Come On to Me." So he's kind of as he's getting old, he's, he's, he's like he just cares less and less and less. But at the same time, back in the seventies, it was peak Paul McCartney happy love songs. Uh, and my girlfriend who this show is dedicated to she loved that song I, I showed it to her over the summer and uh, it was all I was, we were listening to uh, I say happily for like two weeks of the summer it's like the only song that was, that was played it was it's brilliant brilliant it didn't go to my head at all in the end I'm joking I do love Palm Cat it's very hard to go wrong in Palm Cat in my opinion I'm now going to go to Motown we're going to go back a while this is the Isley Brothers this old heart of mine, about 
That was the Isley Brothers with this hit song, uh, This Old Heart of Mine. It's one of those songs that I found, uh, well, it found me, as I say, you know, because it came up on my uh, Spotify recommended songs. I really do love, it's a very upbeat, it's a soul song, it's from the, it's from the mid-60s, it's just, it really is it. Up until uh, 1960, mid, like early 1966, the Isley Brothers, there was three of them, they primarily only did their own stuff and they only released their own uh own singles they so they they wrote produced and released their own stuff everything but then in 1966 they signed with Motown uh, Motown was uh, founded in 59 so Motown was only seven years old and this and at this stage and they signed that these two did this, this uh, band of brothers together and uh, this was the first song that the Ivy Brothers put out and it was just a it's just a massive hit it's done very well for itself it is, I believe, their number one song on Spotify. It is 125 million songs, and that is for a million streams. So, and that is for a song that turned 56, 57 this year. 57 this year. That's unbelievable. Uh, and actually, last week during the Grammys, J Lo had a massive. Was it Jennifer Lopez? I think it was Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, she had a massive performance. Uh, Dedicating to dedicated to Motown, she performed loads of songs. It started off the very first few beats I remember was was a, a Jackson Five song. And then after that, she went through like a for sure shit. Diana, I only listened to it last night. I didn't take note of who what songs were in it, but I I did recognize almost all of them. Now there was someone there that was like, "Hang on, I have no idea what song this is," but I have a CD here with me that I just played that song off of. It's called Motown: The Ultimate Hit Collection, and I imagine most of the songs on this uh, were either played or referenced in this. He, she even got Smokey Robinson up. Smokey Robinson is a uh, he has a few songs in this somewhere. Uh, Smokey Robinson and Miracles, the tracks of my tears. I'll be playing that someday. The, t- the, tr- the, t- the tracks of my tears, and then and the second CD, the tears of a clown. So Smokey's a bit sad, but, but that, that's okay, Smokey. So I'm going to go back to the uh, turntable now. I, pl- I open up with the turntable. It is 1977. It's an original. I got it for Christmas off my girlfriend. So thank you again to that. Uh, for it is a compilation. It's the Wings' greatest hit album that came out in 1977, a year after their. The Silly Love Songs came out off the album, uh, what's it called? Wings at the Speed of Sound, which came out in 1976. That came out in 1977. We're going to go back now uh, to that, play a song. It's called My Love. It came out in 1973 and is, uh, well, it's a song that Paul wrote for his wife, uh, Linda. He really did love Linda. They were, well, Paul, Linda was his second wife, I think. I'm not sure he married his first wife. Might have been second wife, but like... I'll get through that anyway. This is a, a beautiful, beautiful song. It's my love. It's just the wings. And when I go away, I know my heart can stay with my love. It's understood. It's in the hands of my love. And my love.
That was My Love by Paul McCartney with Wings there. That was, that was Wings. But uh, at the beginning of that, if you listen there and it got really, really quick, I accidentally, I must have hit the button by accident because you can play two speeds on uh, on records. You can play 33 and a third speed at RPM, 33 and a third R- rotations per minute. Or you can play 45 RPM. And 45 RPM is for singles and small singles. I'm going to play one in a second which is from CV Wonder. But 33 and a third RPM is for larger LPs, larger vinyls, like uh, the, the typical one when you, when you think of a vinyl, for those ones, but I accidentally hit the faster RPM speed, and on that, on a, on a bigger vinyl, vinyl makes it sound like a chipmunk sound. But anyway, if you're tuning in, listen to, you listen to UC 98.3 FM, uh, this is Vinyls and Vibes with AJ Whelan. Uh, I have a podcast, if, you, if you're listening, uh, on Spotify, it's exactly the name, Vinyls and Vibes with AJ Whelan. Uh, it's UCC 98.3 FM, and I also have a, spot, a Spotify playlist where every song I've ever played in the show, past, present, and future, there'll be more songs on there every single week. But uh, that song was My Love, it came off the 1973 album Red Rose Speedway. Speedway. And uh, I, had the, I was watching Friends a few months ago, and I, I noticed this, and I, I remembered it ever since, but I just keep forgetting to bring it up. In season 7, I think it is, uh, Monica is getting married to Chandler, and as she's walking down the aisle, this song is played in the background. I think it's a very, it's a very nice touch. I think there's like a Lionel Richie song played when Phoebe walks down the aisle in, her, in the later seasons. But season seven, Friends, Monica walks down the aisle to this song. And uh, if you like the guitar solo on that, it was sung, it was done by a guy called Henry Henry McClough, M C C U L L O U G H. I thought it, I look, look, this looks like McClough for me. He's from Northern Ireland. McCulloch, it's your typical McClough. I'm gonna go with McClough. McClough. Uh, he was at Wings for about a year at that point, so not very long, and he so he hadn't really earned his stripes with the band yet. And plus, you're going into a band with Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney is going to be the boss of that band now because he has he was in the Beatles and he's been in this band for three years now. He's uh, he'd formed it in nineteen late nineteen seventy, and they had a, a white, their first album, Wildlife, wasn't that good, but he they're, they're finding their feet. And the next two three years, Wings will find their feet. I think they eventually Wings was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I know Paul McCartney was. And Denny Lane, who was with the with the band for quite some time, was as well as well. Now Linda McCartney was in the band as well, but she is in, in her own way a musician. Technically, she was only ever with Wings. She had no in, like uh, solo stuff or no history before or after Wings with music. So she will never be in the Rock and Hall of Fame. But Denny Lane was with a few bands, and he did. He had some me- mega hits like uh, with this one here. But Henny McCulloch, he asked Paul if he could do. He had an idea for a solo, and he asked Paul, "Oh, Paul, can I do the solo, please?" And Paul was like, "Ah, yeah, go on." So. So they hadn't heard the solo before they brought in a they brought in an orchestra to play with them and then they played this song and he just 
did the solo first time, and that's the recording you hear, and it's brilliant. And that song, what Paul loves about this song the most is it spent quite a while going up and down the R&B charts in America. Now, Paul has a massive uh, inspiration from black artists in America, like the likes of... Uh, he, they love the the blues artists from... from I'm, not, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of uh, Little Richard. I was, stalling, I was stalling there to think of the name, Little Richard. They love Little Richard and, and artists like that. There's many, many f- uh, photographs uh, of uh, them. Artists. Even last week when I was going through this... Uh, this booklet that came with the Motown CD that I just played a minute ago, there was a picture I saw in there of the Beatles uh, with one of the artists. Oh, no, that's in the other one. That's in the box anyway. I'll find that later for you, but they had massive respect for black artists, and black artists n- did quite well for themselves in America. Even Muddy War in Britain, even Muddy Waters and some of them did tours of uh, the, UK, the UK and did very, very well. So it's, it is quite good just to see uh, Paul, that like he had respect. Like he did, but did well in the R&B Charged himself, and he did appreciate that, and he has noted that he even noted that in his in his. Uh, I got I got that fact from reading his uh, his the lyrics book that came out two Christmases ago, I think it was two Octobers ago. It was just a book about he had like loads of songs and loads of facts about each song, and like just a, uh, you know he he wrote a bit about every song every song, and that was a fact about that one about Henry McCulloch and uh, the uh, McClough and. Uh, the R&B stuff. I thought that was, that was notable that he respected it. So I'm going to stay with one more slow song and then we will gradually pick it back up because I don't want you to fall asleep on me. This is a love song. This is a show before Valentine's Day. It is currently February 8th. Valentine's, it is Wednesday, February 8th and Valentine's Day is next Tuesday, the 14th of February. Hint, hint, if you've forgotten anybody. Uh, so that I'm going to go back to the CD player now and we're going to play a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song by Christy McVie from Rumours in 1977 for Fleetwood Mac. This is Songbird. Enjoy. Do you, I'll 
So that was Songbird by Chris, written and performed there by Chrissy McVie by herself. She's in a band called, you might have heard them, they're called Fleetwood Mac. Uh, and uh, but she's performing alone there in this beautiful, beautiful song. Uh, it's just her, it's just a piano, it's just her vocals. And, and she, she recorded this away from the rest of her band. I believe it was recorded in like a, like a chapel kind of thing. Because the idea of the song that she had was... This song, it's a, well, it's a love song about how keep the, you know, it's a bit like the chain that keeps them together. And this song, she wrote it. Uh, it's like her golden song. She wrote it, and uh, hang on, I have my notes here. I'll get it out for you. She wrote this after waking up in the middle of the night, uh, and this was just in her head. And the idea was she wanted to sound like everyone had left, and like it was just her left in like this massive room, like maybe like she's on stage, like the band are performing live, and then everyone leaves the band and the crowd all go and then it's just her left in this massive room and she decides she's gonna play a song just to herself and this is the song you can kind of hear in the reverb in the song i feel like it's in a like and an infinite space so when the band listened to songbird they were reminded about why they were together and even though they were all bickering and fighting and arguing the whole time and writing horrible songs about each other that they genuinely did still love each other so christy was still married to john and uh, Lindsay and Stevie were technically still together during a breakup. And then there was Mick Fleetwood trying to just, like, just happy out playing his drums, uh, doing the best he can to recreate uh, songs when he's only been told how to play stuff off like Kleenex boxes and all that. You know, other musicians trying to get across to drums what he want, what, what they want in drums. It's often quite funny. There's, there's a good few skits on, uh, online about it. I always get a good, good crack, a good kick out of them. Uh, so I'll actually, I went back and I found out. So Clarence Frogman was his name. Clarence Henry was the name of that blackout that was pictured with the Beatles in this. And the song that I, that's in question is I Don't Know Why I Love You, Hi, uh, parentheses, but I do. And uh, that's, that's nice. That's another love song, obviously. It's a love song. It's a ma- love is a massive part of soul. Uh, but that song was Christy McVie's, and that was uh, Songbird. And she actually she passed away last year. So last week at the Grammys, Bonnie Raitt, Sheryl Crow, and Mick Fleetwood all came on stage and sung this song well, Mick Fleetwood sung it, Bonnie Raitt sang it, and Cheryl Crow sang and played piano. Uh, Mick Fleetwood was actually on bongos. If I, if I, he was on a singular bongo. I don't know what you, I don't know what you call that, but that's, that's what he was doing. During the In Memoriam, so behind him on the big screen was In, in Memoriam about who in the past year died in the music industry. But the main focus was uh, Christy McVie with, with that song. It's a beautiful song. Uh, I'm going to now move back to the vinyl player with a song that... Uh, from 1984, if, I, if my handwriting is correct, 1984. Uh, it's either 84 or 89. It is uh, 45 RPM, so I did actually fix it right. This is Stevie Wonder's I Just Called to Say I Love You. No New Year's Day to celebrate. No chocolate cup. But what it is 
won the day what I just called the sale of you which was a single that, that actually uh, I have here in studio with me it's actually my mom's single I didn't I didn't really look at, look at the back is it uh, my mom my mom's maiden name there in the back and uh, I just thought pretty cool because usually it's my dad's stuff I bring in but that's actually my mom's single from 1984 uh, so if you did a quick cool fact is Stevie Stevie Wonder sang that if you didn't know and he performed every single instrument that you heard in the last three four minutes there all Stevie he he overdubbed every single song every single instrument on that song it went to number one in the UK and the US and it is, it is Stevie Wonder's all time best selling single it was actually uh, written for 
a the woman the woman in red soundtrack, which was a uh, it's actually that that movie starred Gene Wilder, and uh, he wrote Stevie One Stevie wrote most of the songs on that soundtrack, and actually won an Oscar for best original song. It it beat songs in the same year. It beat Footloose and it beat Ghostbusters, and those two songs are still very very big today. Ghostbusters is massive around Halloween time. Footloose is still big in its own way because you know it's Footloose and it still has it has massive uh, for some reason it's massive in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and uh, you played every instrument in the song and I'm going to go from that song to another uh, movie song straight away this is a uh, you probably didn't know that this one was a movie song but this is Iris this is a brilliant love song I'll talk about it afterwards this is by the Goo Goo Dolls this is Iris enjoy Yeah. 
that was Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. It's an unbelievable song. It really gets you going. It's just, oh, the energy in that song is unmatched. It's just so, if you're driving and this is on full blast, you are absolutely screaming along to it. And there's no denying it. That's from the 1998 album Dizzy Up the Girls. It's written for a movie called City of Angels. And it's about a person with an, an invisible identity who falls in love. And that invisible person is actually Nicolas Cage. Uh, so Iris is actually named after a country singer, Iris Dement. Is that Dement? Iris Dement. D-E-M-E-N-T. Capital M. Capital D. Uh, I'm not sure. It had nothing to do with her specifically. It's just they like the name. And also Greek, uh, in Greek mythology, Iris is the god, is the god mess- messenger of the gods. God messenger. I want to say it. But uh, yeah. City of Angels, Nicholas Cage. I haven't seen it, but this song is actually for that movie. It was, uh, it was actually nominated for a song of the year and a lot of Grammys and didn't win any of them. But that's uh, it's still a good song and it's still... I think it's, that song is timeless. Now, it's only 24... Five, 20, whoa, 25 years old. It's still older than me, but I didn't know it was that old. 25 years old, that song is. And it, uh, it keeps coming back every every year. It does a round on all the... Uh, on the social medias. Apologies for that. Uh, I'm going to go... I have just over 15 minutes left and I have about a billion songs that I want to play so I'm going to try and find the best love songs I'm going to go back to the turntable now because I brought in some I brought, I brought in a very special vinyl it is uh, 1987 it is an original I've played it before this is I've skipped forward a bit because there's a bit of uh, cringy talking in the beginning of it but this is I Just Can't Stop Loving You by Michael Jackson and Celia Garrett enjoy this time the wind blows I hear your voice so I call your name Whispers and morning Our love is dawning Heaven's glad you came You know how I feel This thing can't go wrong I'm so proud to say I love you Your love's got me high I long to get by this time is forever love is the answer i hear your voice now you are my choice now the love you bring heaven's in my heart at your call i hear hearts and angels sing you know how i Can't hold on, I feel we belong My life ain't worth living 
So that was original, 1987, that was I Just Can't Stop Loving You by Michael Jackson and sung with, uh, I can never remember how to pronounce her name, Celia Garrett, Celia Garrett, S-E-S-I-E-D-A-H, Celia, Celia Garrett, Celia Garrett, that sounds right, Celia Garrett, uh, that was performed live a lot of times with Celia Garrett and uh, sometimes it was performed with a backup dancer, backup singer, if not, it was performed in a... He was going to play that live in his This Is It concert back when he was, uh, before, just, just before he passed away. And they had planned it. And it was a bit, uh, it wasn't with Celia. It was with one of her, his backup singers, uh, I believe. Celia Garrett, the chef, any, she has her own uh, music. Uh, yeah, she has her own music career. Uh, she has a few songs over a couple, she's a couple songs over a million. Uh, she has three songs I can see there without going any, any deep into it. But yeah, I'm going to, I'm running out of time. I've loads of songs more. I am going to play. This really fun, really upbeat song from Liverpool, of all places. This isn't the Beatles. This is a, apparently this is the greatest uh, black group to ever come out of the UK. They're from Liverpool. They're called Real Thing. They're called The Real Thing. This is off their album Real Thing. This is a song called You To Me Are Everything. It's upbeat, it's soul, it's brilliant. This is UC 98.3 FM. Change your part If it 
was a lovely song upbeat i love that song so much that was you to me or everything by a band called uh the real thing of the album the real thing which came out in 1976 that was their first ever number one uk and they were they're another good foursome for me from uh from liverpool it remains they remain the greatest uh black group to ever come out of the uk you have loads of uk rappers at the moment but there's no black group to come out of the uk Honestly, I was stunned when I heard you from Liverpool. Cause I, I, if you told me that they were from, they were signed to Motown in the seventies, and they were from, they were born in Philadelphia and raised. I would have absolutely, I would, I would no doubt. I was, I'd, I'd be more doubt if you said, oh, they're from Liverpool. Actually, and I, I didn't believe it at all. But I did the research. Yep, they're from Liverpool. Liverpool band, the most successful black group of all time, and it's they're just. Oh, I love the song so much. I'll be playing that loads and loads more of the next few days, uh, but. I'm going to be signing off pretty soon. I'm going to play one more song and then I'll do a sign off and then I'll play one more song and then uh, hopefully that will lead into the next show. So thank you very much for listening for now but I'm going to play one more song on CD player. I almost I almost said my goodbye there but I didn't mean to do that. So this is Diana Ross. This is Ain't No Mountain High Enough.
I love that song so much. That doesn't get you pumped. I don't know what does. That was Ain't No Mountain High Enough by Diana Ross off her album, Diana Ross, which came out in 1970. This song propelled it a fame. And honestly, I first heard this song in the movie Chicken Little, one in 2005. <laughs> it is such a brilliant song. It performed two years, three, three years prior, 1967, by Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. And that shouted very well. But I prefer this volume hands down. It is so much more powerful. It's so much better. I just... It was, it's a Motown classic. It's a brilliant song. If you want any, if you want any new song from this whole show, I'll probably take that one. That one is just so much energy in one song. It's brilliant and it's so uplifting. Oh, anyway, that this was, been, this has been UC 98.3 FM. I have been AJ Whelan and this show is Violence and Vibes. I'll be back next week at the exact same time with more songs. I have to figure out what I'm doing next week. It was very easy last week because I knew Valentine's Day was coming up and now I have to make an executive decision what's coming up. The next few weeks, there'll be Battle of the Bands, so I will hopefully be getting a few bands on, from, from Music Socks, Battle of the Bands, that is. And, uh, but until then, I'll, I'll see you next week. Thank you very much for listening. I'm going to end on a song I played last year, but it's, 19, it's original, 1969, Abbey Road, something. This is Frank Sinatra said this was the greatest song of all time. So I'm going to end this, this show, dedicated to my girlfriend, Helen, on the greatest love song of all time. This is something written by George Harrison by the Beatles. So I'll see you next week. Thank you very much for listening. Like no 